Hello, this is 2AM Brains. I am Diana Delilah. And I don't exist. No, he does not exist. That is not Gray. He is not our guest host tonight. Nope. And we are not talking about Australia. Well, I mean, why would we? It doesn't exist. Just it like, doesn't. Like Camelot. Exactly. Except it's the bad version. Australia is one of those places that you use it as a threat. You're not going to eat your vegetables, Timmy. I'm sending you to Australia. Kind of like Mordor or, you know, um, uh, Madagascar. Exactly. Yeah, just something that DreamWorks made up. Everyone knows Madagascar doesn't exist. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it, move it. We like to move it, move it. You like to move it. (laughs) Okay, so we know Australia can't exist. Well, why can't it exist? Because if it did exist, everything there would want you dead. That's true. That's true. I once saw a video of a guy landing in Australia. Uh-huh. Air quotes here. Uh-huh. Like, he's just parachuting, and he's, like, you know, landing, and uh, there's, like, a, some kangaroos hopping towards him. And it's just hopping on by, and he's like, Hey there, Skip. Hey there, mate. And then it just comes up and kicks his fucking ass. See? The moment he touches down on the ground of Australia, Australia's trying to fucking kill him. Exactly! <laughs> Who would want a place like that to be real? No, no. Like, are you, does that also mean that kangaroos don't exist? Uh, well, I mean, do dragons exist? Um, like kimono dragons? No, like dragon dragons. Like dragons that are dragging things? No, like dragons that breathe fire. They might be dragging their tail. Okay, but kangaroos don't breathe fire. No, but kangaroos want to kill you. And if you've seen kangaroos, they're weird looking. I've actually touched a kangaroo. I don't believe you. It was a, at a little petting zoo, uh, like, in front of, like, Shopping Cart, or, like, you know, it was shop- called Shopping Cart, it's called, called Mega Foods. Actually, no, it's closed down completely now, but it was, like... Yeah, now it's a furniture lot. store. Yeah, it's a, it's a furniture store, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, they, they had a little zoo out in front, and I saw uh, that they had a kangaroo, and I reached out to pet it, and it grabbed me and tried to kick my ass. They had an eight-foot-tall murder rodent. Yeah. I don't believe you. Why not? You think I'm lying? Yeah. Why would I lie about that? Because kangaroos don't exist because they're from Australia, and Australia doesn't exist. Your logic is sound, but wrong. Okay, but it's good logic. Uh, It's sound logic. That doesn't mean it's good logic. Okay, but it is logic. Yes, but that doesn't mean it's true. No, but it's logical. Okay, can we get past the point where, yes, it is logical, but that doesn't necessarily mean true. Oh, I didn't say true. I said logical. I have never claimed that anything I say is ever true. This is going to be a long episode, isn't it? It is going to be very long for you, yes. But probably not as long as the Emu War. Oh, yeah, the Emu War. Yeah. How much do you know about the Emu War? I know that Australia lost that war. It did lose that war. In fact, you can go into the Wikipedia article for this. Uh, Yeah, Australia tried to you know, reduce the population or eliminate the population of emus, and they were good. they would go out with all their guns, like the military would, and they try to take down the emus, and then whenever they lost, they would so, say that the outcome was undetermined or, like, uh, or You could go to the Wikipedia and find that out. Yes. Or you could just listen to this show. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you about the emu war right now. Are you actually going to read the wiki article? Uh, no, but I went to the wiki article. Yeah. And then I went to some other sources and I took some notes. And to be fair, emus are, like, one of the closest, uh, like, relatives to the Velociraptor from, like, you know, Jurassic Park. Uh, chickens are, too. 
yeah, chickens, emus, like those uh-huh. sort of things. It's kind of funny because, like, when Jurassic Park was made, the Velociraptor didn't actually exist. It was invented for the movies, and then after the movie, after the movie came out, they did discover them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, well, oops. <laughs> or maybe it never existed because it was from Australia. Wait. Raptors never existed, or Jurassic Park never existed. Both. Because it's from Australia. No, 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 no. The original Jurassic Park was island, like, was it Nubla? Nubla? It was a fake island, though. Just like Australia. Let's see here. Original. So, do you know the history of the Emu War? Let's start there. I just told you. Like, they would go out, they'd try to kill the Okay, but the history before that. The stuff that led... No. To the Why battle. were they trying? What, what what led up to this war? Okay, uh, was it so did someone shoot a, like a dignitary while he was riding in a car, and that just caused a bunch of peace treaties to collapse in on themselves? Uh, actually, yes, that That's, was World War One. Yes. Shortly after that, they gave the Australian government gave returning vets land to farm in Australia. So yes, World War One caused the Emu War. Because it was the vets returning from World War One that went to Australia. It all leads back to goddamn all Franz Ferdinand. All of it. Every of the all. Mm. All of it. Okay. So, this was a reward. Okay. For not dying in trench warfare. The reward was, we're going to send you to a place that wants to murder you. Yeah. Not people. The place wants you dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, the planet from Avatar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and as a bonus, the government then had a Great Depression, uh, just like the rest of the world. Just like me, for real, for real. Very much like you, except this was on a national scale and a worldwide scale. So these mm. people survive World War One. Okay. They're given land in a place that wants to murder them. Okay. Then everything collapses financially. All right. So they're stuck, unable... To farm their own land and unable to pay their debts on the land they were given as a reward for not dying in the trenches of World War One. You know, the more I think about it, the more I realize humanity really are the orcs of outer space. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking people survive goddamn Australia, Antarctica, and just everything else this planet has to throw at them. Aliens show up. They should be scared of us. They probably should. Yeah. So by 1932, the government of Australia is failing. Okay. But they are requiring these farmers to continue to produce to keep everyone in Australia from dying of starvation, but they're not providing subsidies to help them take care of their farms like they promised to do. Oh, government, mate, we, we want to produce the land. She doesn't produce. Maybe if you can, like, throw us a bone here. And then it gets worse. I Emus. Oh. Emus show up on the scene. And like we just talked about, emus are basically dinosaurs. I'm just imagining an emu, like, stomping in with their big old giant talon feet and mm-hmm. planting a flag like Marvin the Martian. It was very much like that. Jesus. These are six feet tall birds. They have gigantic claws on their feet. Those huge beaks for pecking. They run... 30 miles an hour. They are full grown. That means six feet tall at six months old. 
and they migrate in groups of up to 20,000 at a time. Oi, Sheila, she's a bonza, eh? So, 20,000 velociraptors Mm -hmm. suddenly taking over your farm. Okay. What the fuck are you going to do? Go to war. Sounds like it. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, they've got these gigantic feathered reptiles running around, eating everything, because they're trying to eat all the crops. Oh, yeah. That these people are growing. Yeah, naturally. So, the government provides military to come take care of the emu. (laughs) And when I say military, I mean the farmers requested bullets and guns. Because keep in mind, these farmers were World War I vets. They just want some guns and bullets. They're definitely not going to use mustard gas, that's for damn sure. Well, my taste good with the emu. I prefer, like, a honey mustard, you know? Yeah. Mix it in with a little pastrami, a little, like, you know, Uh sauerkraut on, like, a marble rye. Uh Uh-huh. Throw some emu in there. You've got a sandwich. Damn. Oh, their card reader's broken. That's right. Yeah, that's why. So, they requested guns and bullets. The government says, we're going to do better than that. We're going to send you active duty military personnel. Mm-hmm. To take on the giant murder reptiles. Let me guess, they were not trained on how to do this. Well, they were not. This is just (laughs) like the movie Aliens with Sigourney Weaver. And, like, they send in the military to, like, hunt down these xenomorphs. Uh But then as soon as they get into the caves, they're like, oh, shit. Everything's covered in gasoline. Guys, don't use your guns. But also, don't retreat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why the fuck are you having them go deeper into the like explosive murder hole full of these xenomorphs that are the perfect alien species that's out to kill you and not have them goddamn retreat? Here's what you do. Because you go humans. back into orbit and you just nuke it from space. You just nuke it from space. I think that that's exactly how you should deal with Australia. <sighs> exactly how you should deal with Australia. Go back into orbit and nuke it from space. Okay, so... But that's not what they did. For any of the Sheilas listening to our podcast right now... (laughs) So... Yes. They send in the army. Okay. They're thinking they're just going to round up these emu. There's like 20,000 of them. Just round them up, machine gun them all to death. Okay. Great idea, right? That sounds simple enough. Simple until it rains. What's wrong with rain? Big rainstorm causes all the emu to scatter. So now you can't round them up into a group and kill all of them because now these 20,000 emu have scattered out all over the place. So they have to hunt them down in individual small groups to kill them. Because rain. Because the rain caused them to scatter. Not the people shooting at them. They didn't get a chance to shoot at them. A rainstorm came in and scattered them before they got a chance to come in and shoot them. Couldn't you just wait until it's not raining? Uh, you probably could, but this is Australia. So while you're waiting, they're destroying all your crops and then running off again. And they run 30 miles an hour, and this is 1932. Okay. Most of their vehicles don't go 30 miles an hour. I mean, just, I, I'm, I'm having trouble, like, just following here. Like, couldn't they just shoot them, like, while they uh, are on the farms? Like, just have the military guard the farms, just sit in, like, little watchtowers. They attempted that and only managed to kill a few of them. So they had to wait until they could herd them back together again. What guns were they using anyway? They were using whatever the machine guns were right after World War II. So not like we have right now. I would think that if you're going to be hunting birds, you'd use shotguns. You would think so. 
But these are gigantic murder chickens. A regular shotgun is not necessarily going to work. And again, this was a government. Honestly, I would love to visit Australia just to talk to, like, any veterans of the emu wars. No, it was 1930s. Shit, they're all dead. Probably, yeah. This was, like, almost 100 years ago. 90 years ago. Shit. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could raise some of them from the dead and ask them. I mean... Yeah, but then you have zombies that so, you deal with. there was a second engagement between the farmers and the military and the emus. Okay. After the first engagement, where they scattered, basically none of them were killed, there was a second engagement. They were able to get the emus a little bit closer together and get in range of them, and as soon as they did, the guns jammed. Why the fuck did the guns jam? What guns were they using? I've because it's this. 19... It didn't say in the article. It's 1932. All right. The I, guns jammed. I kind of want to know what guns they were using. You look that up. Let's see here. 1930s. What guns did Australian... What does Australia use? The circle weaponry of them. Let's see here. Uh, 19... So, once the guns jammed... Only about 12 of the birds were killed. This is the second engagement. Mm. Eventually, those birds started to break into smaller packs with their own leaders. So the machine guns were were able to get a little bit closer on trucks because they were smaller packs. Got okay, so I'm on the wiki article about like guns that Australia used between, let's see here, um, 1914 to 1918. So we're talking... We're this is 1932. Like 1932. But this, uh, the next like uh, jump is 1939 to 1945. So I'm assuming that they were still using the weapons left over from the World War One, and they list infantry weapons, infantry support, vehicles, uh, grenades, like machine guns. Uh, let's see here. It's, there's a whole bunch of them. And uh, see, oh, that's Enfield revolvers. So those revolvers. We're probably thinking these the- were machine guns. Machine gun, so it wouldn't be mm-hmm. the Lee Enfield rifle. It wouldn't be one of these. No, these were machine guns that were actually mounted on trucks. So we're thinking probably the Lewis gun, the uh, something like that. Probably looks like a machine gun with like a drum magazine that goes on the top. But you said that are mounted to vehicle. Oh wait, no, I'm, now I'm looking at the. Okay, so it's probably like the Lewis gun, which is .303 caliber, or the Hotchkiss gun. Yeah, I can see why they had some problems mm-hmm. here. Some of these guns do look like they probably had some uh, issues with uh, uh, with their uses. Um, there's a reason they don't do drum magazines that go on the top of the guns anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ooh, Vickers machine gun. Ooh, check that beast out. That one looks like fun, but it also looks like one of those ones that you have to continue cranking in order to use it. Okay, you realize this is an audio podcast. Nobody can look at what you're talking about. I'm, that's why I described it as one of those sorts of like machine guns that you have to crank. What's it called? The Vickers machine gun. Vickers machine gun. Okay. Yeah, it was an American. It was a place of origin was the United Kingdom, but it looks like that sort of thing that you see in like uh, Rooster Cogburn and the Lady at the end of the movie when they have like all that nitroglycerin and all those guns that they have to use against the bandits. Oh God, I would love to be able to shoot one of these things. Ah, oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, use was in service between 1912 and 1968. And yeah, uh, this looks like it would have been a pain in the ass to use. Like you're going to be getting carpal tunnel cranking that thing to be able to shoot all those bullets. 
Uh, oh wait, no, no, no! It, it's, it doesn't have a crank. It has like two handles in the back, so you probably have like a button or something you had to push or like a trigger. But still, that I can tell the gun would probably either overheat or like jam or something. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the pictures of this operating mechanism. Ooh, yeah, damn! Fully automatic belt-fed firearm, which is fired from a closed bolt. Uh, yep. Breach block, recoil operate. It's recoil operated, so that would help as well. Oh, gas assisted. Uh, and if it's raining, I can understand why they might have some issues. They had a lot of issues. In fact, according to the different sources, it was somewhere between 50 and 500 birds killed in the first engagement. That's, you know. And about 1,000 killed in the second engagement. That sounds like uh, winning to me. It is a number. Um, when they killed this 50 to 500, they used 2,000 bullets to do it. To kill maybe 500 birds. How many bullets? 2,000. To kill 500 birds. So this was not exactly successful. The military actually pulled out and allowed the birds to continue destroying crops, which was a PR disaster for the military. So they sent the troops back in. And then in the second engagement, uh, they were able to confirm a thousand dead. I might uh, 500 bullets to kill one thing that moves. So after that second thousand birds was killed, they then pulled back out and since then repeatedly have refused to send the military back in when farmers have requested it. This is an ongoing war. I mean, heaven forbid we just give the, they just give the farmers their guns. You know, give the farmers their guns or maybe don't try to farm emu territory. I mean, like, what else are you going to do? Like, all territory is going to be wildlife territory. Or maybe don't live in Australia. I mean, yeah. It's not like any of these people are indigenous. This is all white people. So, like, none of the indigenous people had farms either? They didn't have any of these farms that were endangered by the emu, no. These farms were all white people farms. So, like, what did the indigenous people do? There's no real information. They just kind of down and, like, eating at maccas? Keep in mind that most of history is writ- written by and for white people. Okay. So it's a little harder to find out exactly what indigenous people do about emus, but they obviously did something at some point about the emus because they lived there for a while. Man, white people can suck my dick. But the emus are not the only problem with Australia. Oh, heavens no. Uh, so you've heard of these little animals called camels? Camels? Like little? Uh, camels aren't little. No, they're not. Camels are giant. They're bigger than horses. They're not indigenous to Australia, are they? They are not indigenous to Australia. Let me guess. Someone brought camels to Australia. They brought camels to Australia in the 19th century. Why did anyone think this was a good idea? Well, they decided that camels would do well in the rugged terrain. It's a nice, hot, arid environment. There's a lot of desert. And they do. Camels do very well in in Australia. A little too well, let me guess. They stand up very well to the rugged conditions. Yeah. And they were hoping that they could replace horses. Okay. Because the, excuse me, because camels are much more rugged than a horse. Remember at the beginning of the episode, we were talking about logic, logic being sound, but still something not being a good idea or correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then cars were invented. <laughs> okay. People stopped buying camels. Okay. And started buying cars. Yeah. Instead of 
you know, getting rid of the giant murder beast that can spit on you, they just set them free into the Australian outback. See, this this seems like a bad idea all around. This is, Uh you know, right. Because the camels did so well in the harsh environment, they survived being set free. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why so, just, I mean, like the, the solution would have easily have been just slaughter them and eat them. Yes. Like, make them like camel burgers, put yes. that in your maccas. And in some parts of the world, it's common to slaughter and eat camels. Yeah. There are Middle Eastern countries where they actually eat camels. Oh, God. The process that they go through, though, is really horrific. They didn't do that, though. They set them free. Yeah. They went feral. Yeah. The camels, not the farmers. I mean, uh, if I was living in Australia, I might go feral. If I don't get my maccas. The feral camels then started forming herds. Yes. And having feral camel babies. Okay. And now they have a problem in Australia with feral camels destroying farms. And they can't just, I don't know, round them all up and kill them like the emus? Uh, Yeah, they did so well with that. With killing the emus. Okay. They're still at war with the emus. A hundred years later. I thought that the emu war was over and they just kind of gave up. Yet the humans declared the emu war over by saying, no, we're not going to try anymore. And just allowing them to destroy farms. Yeah. That's not over. Okay. That means the emus won. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So now they have camels. Yes. And emu. What we need to do. On the loose. Is we need to convince the emus to fight the camels. Well, they started using fences to keep the emus out. They managed to develop some big enough fences that the emus couldn't get through them. I've heard that Australia has some of the largest fences in the entire fucking world. Unfortunately, camels just trample those fences. Yeah, I bet. Camels camels. are like, what the fuck? We are murder horses. They're fucking eight feet tall. Yes, they just trample them. Kind of reminds me of, like, moose, like one of the... Mm -hmm. um, No, it's either moose are hunting killer whales or killer whales, like, will hunt moose. But apparently Uh moose have the capabilities of diving really deep underwater. It's the killer whales. They will jump out of the water to catch the moose that are too close. But I've also heard of moose that will dive into the water. I believe it. Yeah, they dive deep into the water to get, like, food and stuff. Moose are mean, too. There's this picture I saw online of someone who drew this sort of encounter, but think of, like, a deep-sea diver who's, like, swimming deep underwater, and all of a sudden, through the darkness, moose. And then oh. on the other side of him, killer whale. And he's, like, right in the center of them both. Ah. <laughs> ah. See, then you just swim up, and they can fight each other. That's the idea? Yeah. 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 I, I kind of want to see that now. A killer whale and a moose fighting each other under yeah, the water. Is, I will, Who I, would win? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, but whoever it is, we lose. And we're coming back to Aliens versus Predators, baby. We always lose, though. Yeah. And I kind of think humans deserve to lose whenever it's a a fight with nature I think humans deserve to lose most of the time much like we have lost with the camels the Australian government has spent millions of dollars to call all of these camels I'm showing okay, that's a cartoon, the, uh, yes. Yeah, the little comic uh-huh. of guy who is, like, scuba diving and sees a moose in the water and killer <laughs> whale. Yeah, and then he yeah. decides, I'm not going to scuba dive anymore. That's one more reason for me to stay out of the water. Moose. And also, you know, just, I, it, that still makes Australia worse than goddamn, like, Alaska. I would rather live in Alaska than Australia. 
Um, I would rather live in neither because Australia doesn't exist, and if it does, it's full of things that want you dead. But, but Stephanie, if Australia doesn't exist, what does that mean for Steve Irwin? Uh, I think Steve Irwin is dead. Yes, he's dead. Uh-huh. He was killed by the manta rays, got stung like a hundred times in yeah. the heart. But so it doesn't mean anything or, for was him. It he's stingray. dead. I don't think manta rays have stingers. I think it was the stingrays. Yeah, stingrays. Sorry, but I love Steve Irwin too much to say that Australia doesn't exist because that means that Steve Irwin would have never have existed because that's where he's from. That's where he pretended to be from. Oh, like Crocodile Dundee? Yes. Because he's an actor. Yes. But see, I still feel like this is besmirching the name of Steve Irwin. Why? The man had children. Bindi. So? She grew up. She has her own zoo. That doesn't mean that Australia's real. Just because someone pretends to be from a place doesn't mean that it's real. <sighs> um, have you seen Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Do you think he really lived there? I don't think he really did. Where was his neighborhood? Wasn't it New York? I don't think it was anywhere. It was a fake place. New York doesn't exist now? No, he didn't live in New York. Pretty sure he lived in New York. Well, maybe the real Mr. Rogers did, but I mean the TV okay. show. Okay. The TV show did not take place in New York. It took place in a fake place. Anyway, do you know that uh, the, it, it's never flat out stated, but Mr. Rogers was by? I don't think Mr. Rogers was by. He, like, people ask him, it's like, you know, uh, who he finds more attractive. He said that he finds men and women equally attractive. I think Mr. Rogers was very, very good at giving very, very sweet, gentle answers that are entirely noncommittal. Sounds like a bisexual to me. Boom! Sing! And there you have it. Gray thinks bisexual people are non-committal. Uh, canceled again. Damn it, you're gonna get me canceled. <laughs> That's definitely not the goal. I think that is the goal. This is why you keep coming on the show, just to get me canceled. Oh yeah, I'm really yeah. good at it. Yeah. Well, I think that all of our Australian listeners have already canceled us. You mean, the, uh, we, we don't have any Australian listeners. We might. We, we have some international listeners. Okay, but any from Australia? I don't know. I, I would have to look on my you're, little you're thingy. You're looking it up on your tablet right now. I am looking it up. Despite the fact that you don't believe Australia exists. Well. So that means that if we have any Australian listeners, they're just we bots. We might have listeners who pretend to be from Australia. Um, well, we have some who pretend to be from the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. South Africa, mm-hmm. Sweden, Finland, the Philippines, Japan, Canada. Mostly they pretend to be from the United States. Okay. So there you go. We have listeners who pretend to be international, but not Australian. Is that another reason why Australia doesn't exist? Is because you don't have any Australian listeners? That's probably why. Mm. See, so if Australia wants to prove that it exists, they need to make it a requirement that everybody there listens to my show. They would have to, but the it's not going to be possible. Like Even if the, someone did want to listen from like Australia, they'd probably get eaten by a drop bear. They probably would. Drop bears. That's another fucking thing. Can right? We, are we going to talk about drop bears? Tell really? me about drop bears. So, you know what a regular bear is, right? Yes, I know what a yeah, bear is. You know, there's black bears, there's like brown bears, uh-huh. there's a the grizzly bear, the very dangerous kind. Panda bears, koala yeah. bears that are not bears. That, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the syphilis-ridden gonorrhea, <laughs> you know, uh, koalas. 
like fucking brain damaged little teddy bear like Ewok <laughs> motherfuckers. Drop bears are twice as large as any of those guys, mm-hmm. and they like to climb trees. But okay. they just wait there. They just wait for someone to walk underneath the tree, and they'll drop down, hence the name Drop Bear, and rip you to fucking shreds. Are drop bears real? Is Australia real? Uh, yeah, drop bears are not real. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah they're as real as Australia is. They are a carnivorous koala, and they're a hoax. Yeah, they're as much of a hoax as the Northwest tree octopus. So there. Oh, Bigfoot. <gasps> Everybody knows that Bigfoot is real. I thought you were going to say We did octopus. a whole episode on Bigfoot. Bigfoot is real, and the female of the species is telepathic. And I've yet to actually forgive you for not having me on that cryptids episode. Then we need to do a whole cryptids episode we together. We just did an SCP episode. Are those cryptids? Yeah, actually, a lot of them are. Okay. Bigfoot actually is an SCP. Well, then you can forgive me, because I just did an entire episode with you that I am apparently going to have to air before this episode in order to keep the time continuum solid. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Drop bears. Drop bears. But we were talking... We did mention koalas. We did. So we need to, like, uh, fully divulge. Every single koala is born with syphilis and gonorrhea. Is it born with both? I think so. Syphagonolades. Ew. Syphagonolades. Yeah, they're just so written with STDs and STIs. Actually, you know what? It's fair to call it an STD. It is a disease. It's completely incurable. They're all born with it, and they are all brain damaged because of it. In their case, it's not necessarily sexually transmitted, then. Well, It's life, just a disease. Well, at that point, life is a sexually transmitted disease that is terminal. Yes. Yeah. But I don't think you can call it an, an STD or an STI if you don't get it through sex. If you're born with it, then it's just genetic. If you're born with it, it's implied that there was sex that happened at some point. Yeah. Unless koalas are like in their little laboratories mixing together babies without sex. But then like that bears. also implies that things like my needing glasses is an STI because I was born from people having sex and my eyesight has been shitty since birth. Dinah, we just established life is a terminal disease that is spread through sex. Okay, but then that makes the entire term STD completely moot. Anyway, it is meaningless. Anyway, we have koala bears. They're full of syphilis and brain damage. They're so fucking stupid. <laughs> you keep saying brain damage, and I love this. Well, Why are they brain damaged? They have tiny little jelly brains. Itty bitty <laughs> tiny jelly brains. If you sit <laughs> one down with like a plate full of food, like all those like eucalyptus leaves that they love to fucking eat, yes. they will fucking starve to death. They can't eat the eat it if it's on a plate because they don't recognize it as food unless it's coming from a branch <laughs> on a fucking tree. They're that fucking stupid. My rabbit is smart than that and she eats the couch cushions <laughs> your rabbit eats couch cushions rabbits are just so destructive and horrible <laughs> I love them but I hate them but I love them <laughs> but they're idiots obviously yeah, I mean not as idiotic as goddamn koalas okay well according to this koalas have smooth brains very smooth not a single wrinkle amongst them wow yeah they have no folds. No, none. It's like I said, it's just jello. And this is why they are unable to perform complex behaviors. They are considered a primitive animal because primitive animals have smooth brains. They will just sit on the ground, piss themselves while crying about it. 
I don't know if they can even cry about it. No, I've seen because that just cry. sounds like it's a miserable. baby. It, that's what they are. No, babies are smarter than koalas. Babies can adapt and learn, and they'll stick like jack, you know, shit in their mouths, and they, like, mm, that's what that, you know, is shaped like. <laughs> I'm starting to think you don't like koalas and you don't like babies, but apparently you like rabbits that aren't any smarter than koalas. Yeah, well, you know. Because rabbits eat couch cushions and soap. Yeah. Want to talk about spiders now? Australian spiders? I never want to talk about spiders, but I know you like spiders, so... I think they're cool. As long as you don't show me any pictures. So, they're... You know about the Black Widow spider. Yes. So there is a lesser version of the Black Widow spider known mm. as the Redback spiders. They basically look like, you know, uh, Black Widows, only they don't have that hourglass red sort mm-hmm. of thing on their butts. But they do have red on their butts. And, yeah, Australia is just full of them. Oh, my God. God, is, is Australia full of them? There's a guy who had a YouTube channel. I don't know if he like his videos got canceled or whatever. He would catch a bunch of them, and then he'd stick a bunch of other like bugs or animals inside the uh, terrarium uh-huh. to see what would survive. Redback spider would always come out on top. Oh. Yeah. Horrifying, ain't it? Why, why are you feeding things to a spider? He... I don't know. I guess he was curious to see what would happen, although it seemed a little psychotic to me. That, that is really mean. His defense was, well, it happens in nature, but, like, no, your terrarium's not nature, dude. Yeah, this isn't nature. You're just... A dick. Yeah. <laughs> you're just torturing other creatures now for your own entertainment. Yeah, he would catch them in his garden. Like, the only way he'd be able to get rid of them is with a fucking flamethrower. Oh, God. Yeah, he would have to use a flamethrower to get rid of them. Like, wild well, they, they They will crawl up into like tiny little crevices like if he has like a lid on his like garden uh-huh. uh, then like they'll come up underneath where like you know if you have to pick up a tote where the handles are uh-huh. yeah 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 just imagine you know you're no, reaching your fingers no, in there no, and then you imagining. feel something else like touching you nope not imagining it, and you're like you know nope. and yeah redback spider nope any spider nope mind you like it's not gonna kill you if it bites you but it's not gonna feel good yeah, I don't like spiders. Spiders are creepy and gross. Uh, oh, oh, isn't some of the most venomous snakes in the world in Australia? I think so, yeah. 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 Yeah, so, like, um, the... Oh, shoot, what is it called? Um, it's not not rattlesnakes, like the razorback? Like, let's uh, see here. Snake, I'm gonna just do a Are razorbacks even uh, snake. venomous? I'm not sure that they are. Snakes in Australia... Let's see here. Tiger snake, mulga snake. Uh, let's see here. Oh, God, there's so many fucking snakes. Holy shit, coral reef snakes. I know that those are super uh-huh. fucking venomous. Let's see here. Let's see. How about just... What are the most... Um, snakes? What, is the mo- what are the most snakes in Australia? Venomous. Yeah, the most venomous snake in the world is in Australia. It is the inland tapan. Damn, this thing looks seriously messed up. Uh, I was thinking it looks like an adorable little danger noodle, and I want to pick it up. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my god! I love like snakes. Holy shit! It is adorable. Isn't it adorable? Oh god, Look at this! Look at this cute little black one here. Crocky. Oh, oh yeah, look at that bug. It's black. Oh, and it's got a red belly. Look. I see that. Oh. That definitely looks like it's dangerous. That definitely looks like nature's way of saying. It does, and I want to pet it. Mm. I want to pet this dangerous little snake here. 
Yeah. It will bite me. I will be dead, and I don't care. I want to pet the danger noodle. Wasn't there an episode where we talked about snakes, and I talked about like a snake that would like whip people or uh, whip its prey around because it has no we venom. It's not a constrictor. Did and I tried finding it and could not find anything about this snake I anywhere. I saw it featured in the Cincinnati Zoo, and I, I don't think remember you the made it up. It, it, Cincinnati must have made it up. Probably. Yeah. Cincinnati makes up a lot of shit. That's, you know, just the way they are in Cincinnati. So if Australia's, like, fake, who made it up? Who invented Australia? Oh, I don't know. Somebody did. Who invented Santa Claus? Uh, Coca-Cola. No, Santa Claus existed before Coca-Cola did. Right, he was the patron saint of prostitutes. There were lots of versions of Santa. There was a whole episode about this. Didn't you listen to my show? He punched a guy. You do not even listen to my show. I don't like podcasts. But you're on one. Am I, though? Maybe not. Is it actually real? Is this a real podcast? It really is. And I constantly lie to you about how few people actually listen because I don't want you to get nervous. What? what? Yeah. Because I know you and you will get stage fright. I don't get stage fright. You've seen me on stage. Have I? Yes. Yes, Yes, I have. Yes, you have. You played a mirror. (laughs) I also played a vampire. Did you? Well, it was a dream sequence where I was a vampire. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I've only seen you on stage once. Then there was a time I was an Irish distillery owner. And none of that took place in Australia. No. No. no Have you ever been to Australia? I used to want to visit Australia when I was like a teenager because I thought that uh, Crocodile Dundee was cool. And then Uh I found out how fucking horrible that place is and I never want to go there. You also used to believe in God. I mean, we all used to believe in things that aren't real that are trash fires. Mm-hmm. You you look very annoyed by me comparing Australia to God. Crikey. <laughs> Why does that annoy you? It's the equivalency, you know, sort of like um, fallacy, just, you know... Oh, I was just thinking of things that don't exist that you used to believe exist. It's just things that don't exist. The fact that the you're saying that Australia doesn't exist is a claim upon itself that needs to have a positive that needs to have like positive evidence. It's a positive okay. claim that needs to have evidence. Okay. How do I prove to you that Australia does not exist? You need to show me evidence. I'm not. It's up to me to tell you what the evidence is. How can I prove to you that something does not exist? I mean, I. That's the thing. You could easily prove to me that it does by going there. Or, or, here's this: there is evidence that Australia exists because there are going to be. There's pictures of like people there, videos of it, people who have traveled there, witness testimony. You need to be able to actually provide evidence that none of that is real, because that would be a separate claim upon itself to say that those testimonies, pictures, videos, all of that is not real. So what you're saying is that God is real because there are lots of people who claim that they have spoken to God. No, there is the claim that uh, they have spoken to God, which is in and of itself a claim, which could be evidence if it was admissible. However, 
that in and of itself is still just the claim without any evidence to back up those claims. Okay, but you just used the claims of people who claim okay. that they had visited here, Australia. Here is the deal, though. It's like, they ha- we have more than just that. We have the pictures. We have the videos. It's like this. I have this conversation um, with someone. It's like, have you ever met Vladimir Putin? How about this? I have been to Australia. I have met Vladimir Putin. Wait, why was Vladimir Putin in Australia? Okay, no, it was an argument I was having with someone where I was asking, have they met God? And someone asked me if I met Vladimir Putin. And I'm all like, we, I don't, I would not have had to have met Vladimir Putin because there's plenty of evidence for Vladimir Putin. Do you have any evidence for God? And the guy got pissed off at me when I called him out on that. The best part of this is how clearly upset you are. No, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed and disappointed. <laughs> which is what makes it fun we have had this conversation before gray mm-hmm. i am trolling you no i know you're trolling me being difficult I know, but i also need to help explain it to the audience and why you, these are bad arguments you step into this every single time I know, I know, but it's not just that i need to help explain to the audience why these are bad arguments <laughs> it's not about whether or not you know, Australia is real. It's not about whether or not God's real or Vladimir Putin. It's about the argument in of itself, which is what I've been trying to get at before when I was saying that, yes, your logic is sound, but it doesn't mean it's true. It's a bad logic. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite things about this friendship is how easily annoyed you are by my bullshit. <laughs> and on that note, is there anywhere that our listeners could get in touch with you if they want to claim that they have met Vladimir Putin? Yeah, you, you find me in Australia. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs>